فقال الإمام محمد بن دهاب رحمه الله تعالى باب لا يستشفع بالله على خلقه ثم ذكر حديثا النبي صلى الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال عن جبير بن مطعم رضي الله عنه قال جاء عربي إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله نهكت الأنفس نهكت الأنفس وجعل العيال وهلكت الأموال فاستسقي لنا ربك فإنا نستفشع فإنا نستشفع بالله عليك وبك على الله فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سبحان الله سبحان الله فماذا لا يسبح حتى عرف ذلك في وجوه أصحابه ثم قال ويحك أتدري مع الله إن شأن الله أعظم من ذلك إنه لا يستشفع بالله على أحد من خلقه وذكر الحديث رواه أبو داود شيخ الإسلام محمد وحاب رحمه الله تعالى in the 65th chapter of كتاب التوحيد he said the chapter where none ask intercession of Allah before his creation before his creation and then he mentioned the hadith of uh, Jubair ibn Mut'im radiyallahu anhu qala jaa al-arabiyyu ila nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that a Bedouin a nomadic Arab Bedouin came to the Messenger, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, Nuhikatil Anfus. Uh, he said, We are being dis- our people are being destroyed, Yani the Abdan. Nuhikatil Anfus, Da'ufat al Abnan. The limb the bodies have become weak and they're being destroyed. The children are hungry. Children and their families are hungry. Their wealth has been perished, the crops, and so forth. So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask your Lord, ask your Lord to send us some rain. For verily we seek intercession of Allah upon you, and of you upon Allah. The Prophet wasallam then said angrily, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. And he wasallam kept saying subhanallah subhanallah uh, so much so that it was it showed on the face of the companions radiyallahu anhum yani they were angry as they saw that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam was displeased at what was said and this was apparent on the faces of the sahaba and then he sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said to the to the bedu yani the arabi the bedouin he said wayhak wayhak wo to you, Atadima Allah, do you know who Allah is? Inna sha'na Allahi a'damu min thalik. 
the sublimity of Allah is greater than that. Because there is no intercession of Allah before anyone. There is no intercession of Allah before anyone. Yani Allah does not have to answer to anyone. Now, so you do not bear witness uh, to, uh, uh, you don't use as a witness upon Allah anyone. Now, so in this hadith, which is in uh, the Sunnah of Abu, of, uh, Abu Dawood, Rahimullah, uh, there's a lot of benefits that we can take from this. Barakallahu feekum. The first benefit, Fa'adatul Ula Jawaz Talabu Dua Min Ahmin Ahia. And that is in it, it shows the, the permissibility of. Uh, some of the ulama have mentioned of, of asking the, uh, the living to make dua for you. Now, because the Prophet wasallam did not uh, rebuke the A'rabi, حيث قال فاستسقي لنا ربك يعني when he asked, ask your Lord to send us rain. And he make dua to Allah to send us rain. He wasallam did not make inkar or any type of, uh, show any type of displeasure that the Arabi made supplicate, asked the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to make dua. So this shows the permissibility, Jawaz Talbud Dua Min al the permissibility of seeking dua from or asking the dua of the create, the, 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 those that are alive, yani to make dua for you. And this brings us to Fa'ida to Thaniya, the second benefit. And that is, shows, therefore, the impermissibility of uh, seeking du'a uh, to other than Allah. Yani seeking du'a meaning that he told him to ask his Lord, to, seek, to ask the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to ask his Lord, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to send rain. Which means that the du'a has to be for Allah, ask your Lord. Ask your Lord. Which shows it's impermissible to ask other than your Lord for rain. It shows it's impermissible to ask for other than your Lord for rain now. And the third benefit that we can take from this is the legislation of a dua. In it, it shows the legislation of a dua, and it is a major issue as it relates to ibadah. Now, as Kamaqala and Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi وسلم في حديث مشهور الدعاء هو العبادة الدعاء هو العبادة he said صلى الله عليه وسلم that dua is worship and this is because of the high station of dua supplication as it relates to ibadah like we say الحج عرفة he said that hajj is عرفة even though we know that there are different types of uh, rights that are fulfilled in Hajj, but because of the lofty station of Yom Arafah, therefore the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Al Hajjul Arafah. And likewise in another narration, Qala Nabiyu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ad-Dinu that religion is advice. Naturally there are more affairs of of the religion than advice, but because of the high station and lofty menzila of, of uh, a nasiha, advice and its importance in the deen, the Messenger وسلم, mentioned this specifically to show its importance. So likewise, a dua is of that 
Qabil. And that is, the Messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Addu'a hu al-ibadah. Yani, uh, supplication, it is worship. Yani, it is, has a high station in ibadah. So therefore, we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. But it's permissible to ask someone to make dua to Allah for you. If it's somebody salih. And this is mentioned in different uh, uh, and there's a bit of khilaf as it relates to whether it's, it's makro uh, if, if it's disliked or whether it is just mubah and it's allowed. Kalam bin ahl ilm as it relates to that. But la that which is uh, better is that the individual makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Al Fa'idah to Arabia, it shows the ill effects of jahl in this hadith it shows the ill effects of ignorance that this uh, bedouin was ignorant this bedouin was ignorant and and due to his uh, ignorance he asked that question to the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam where he said that he nastashfi'u bika or billahi alayk so we hold you as a witness, we hold, we hold Allah as a witness that we've asked you, and we hold you as a witness that we've asked Allah, we seek intercession for Allah, as if uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs anyone to be a witness over him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, this is due to obviously the ignorance of the Arabi. The ignorance of the Arabi. So therefore, in this hadith, it shows the ill effects of ignorance, which means uh, it's a hath, and it should encourage us to seek ilm, and seek ilm of that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so that we don't fall in the affairs that is displeasing to him subhanahu Now, And likewise, uh, in this hadith, wujub in kar munkar, and that is, the fifth benefit we can take from this hadith is the obligation of uh, forbidding the evil. The obligation of forbidding the evil. حَيْثُ أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ He heard what the Arabi said and he said, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. And then he advised him, وَيْحَكْ تَدْرِي مَا اللَّهِ إِنَّ شَأْنَ اللَّهِ أَعْذَمُ مِنْ ذَلِكِ يعني, Do you know who Allah is? The station of Allah, the, sub, the, the sublimity of Allah is greater than that. Yani greater than for you to say that he needs, oh, there has to be a witness over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the uh, intercession. Now, so, barakallahu feekum, this here shows the importance of forbidding the evil in that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised him immediately when he made that mistake. And it is not permissible to delay clarification of an affair. Now, so Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So it shows here that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he forbade the evil. He corrected this individual because bayan in the that it is not permissible to delay clarification at the point when it's needed. And it was needed there as the Bedu. It was needed to advise this uh, Arabi, this uh, 
nomadic Arab, this Bedou, at that point. So the Messenger وسلم, gave him advice. The sixth benefit that we can take from this uh, amazing hadith of the Messenger وسلم, is that in it is the affirmation of Allah's names and attributes and in it is also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from all defects and all naqais and he subhanahu wa ta'ala is above all things he is above all things in his ulu subhanahu wa ta'ala haythu qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fil hadith subhanallah subhanallah and subhanallah he said it many times and the meaning of subhanallah as the ulama uh, have mentioned is that is tanzi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala min kulli min naqais naam Wallahu a'zam wa ajal Subhanahu wa ta'ala He's above all things Subhanahu So that is Allah is free From all types of imperfections or defects And that is the principle in the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In that we affirm that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirms for himself And we affirm that which The messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Affirmed for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we negate all naqais uh, uh, and imperfections from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So it shows it's important of this, uh, this supplication on this thicker subhanallah. For verily within in it is a jewel. And that jewel is that by saying that you're affirming the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Laysa kamithlihi shay'un wa huwa sami'u basir. Nothing is like unto him subhanahu. Nothing is unlike like unto him and he's all hearing and all seeing. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So that also includes that he's the only one that deserves to be worshipped alone. Subhanallah. He is free from all defects. Subhanallah. He is free from all imperfections. Subhanallah. He is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone, that has the most that has the perfect names and attributes free from any defect or imperfection. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, uh, Finally, is tahrimul istishfa billahi al ahadi min khalqi. And that is to say that uh, it is in this uh, hadith, which is the seventh uh, uh, benefit we can take from this hadith, is that it shows the impermissibility of uh, asked intercession of Allah before his creation. Yani asking intercession of Allah before his creation as if the creation is a witness for this intercession that you're seeking from Allah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ma yurid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what he wills. And for him is the whole there's the dominions, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he's the creator of all things. And everything is a slave unto him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how can we ask for any one to be a witness for us? Uh for our intercession by, uh, to Allah, we're asking Allah for intercession, and there's others who are witness to that intercession we're doing. La, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a'zamu subhanahu wa ta'ala min thalika, inna sha'nallahi a'zamu min thalika, innahu la yustashfa'u billahi ala ahdim min khalqih. Allah is above this, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and his lofty station, subhanahu wa ta'ala na'am. And the next point we're going to mention regarding this hadith is clearly, as we mentioned, the prohibition of this type of intercession is that in this hadith uh, is connected 
to the Kitab al-Tawheed in that by asking intercession of Allah before his creation is tanaqqus and showing and munafin lit-Tawheed, it negates the Tawheed because it negates the high lofty station of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala na'am. And with that we finished um, the chapter here in uh, the 65th chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed. And we move on to the next chapter, which is the 66th chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed. حَيْثُ قَالَ الْإِمَامُ رَحِمُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مَا جَبَابُ مَا جَاءَ فِي حِمَايَةِ الْمُصْطَفَى صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ حِمَى التَّوْحِيدِ وَسَدِّهِ تُرُقَ الشِّرْكِ حِمَى التَّوْحِيدِ وَسَدِّهِ and that is the Prophet وسلم, protecting and safeguarding this as the side the aspect of Tawheed and blocking all types of avenues and paths to shirk. The safeguarding and protection of the 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 Tawheed. Nam the aspect of Tawheed, the affair of Tawheed. And closing and blocking all avenues leading to shirk. Dakara a Sheikh Rahimullah Ta'ala Kal and Abdullah ibn he says Rahimullah Ta'ala and Abdullah ibn Shukhayir Radiyallahu An Shikhayir or Shikhir Radiyallahu An Kala in Talaktu في وفد بني عامر إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقلنا أنت سيدنا فقال السيد الله تبارك وتعالى قلنا وأفضلنا فضلا وأعظمنا طولا فقال قولوا بقولكم أو بعد قولكم ولا يستجينكم الشيطان رواه أبو داود here in this chapter in the safeguarding of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam of the aspect of tawhid he mentioned the narration of the ibn ashikhiri ashikhir radiyallahu anhu who said that the messenger that he said intalaqtu fi I went with the delegation of uh, the Bani Amr, the tribe, to Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they, the delegation, they said to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, You are our Lord, Yani Sayyid, you are our Lord. To this he replied, As Sayyidu Allah, Yani the Lord is Allah, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, the Blessed and Exalted. Qulna wa afdaluna fadla. And you are one of us, yani from the most endowed and virtuous and excellent of us in superiority and excellence. And in this, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Qulu biqawlikum, say what you have to say. O ba'da qawlikum, O part of what you have to say. Wala yastajriyannakumu shaytan, do not let the shaytan get you carried away. Don't go into a ghulu. Don't go into extremes. Don't let the shaitan get you carried away. Now, and this hadith is a valid, it's not a good senate from the sunnah of, of Abi Dawood, 
rahmatullahi alayh. Regarding this hadith, barakallahu feekum, we're going to mention some uh, of what we can take from benefit uh, from uh, this uh, narration. وَفَقَنَ اللَّهُ هُ the first benefit we can take is إِذْ مُقَدْرِ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم فِي نُفُوسِ أَصْحَابِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَإِحْتِرَامُهُمْ لَهُ And that is that in this hadith it shows the lofty or the respect that the Sahaba they had for the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم and how he was of high station to them and they respected him صلى الله عليه وسلم and this was instilled in themselves the Sahaba رضي الله تعالى عنه and this is clear from the statement when they said وَأَفْضَلُنَا فَضْلًا وَأَعْظَمُنَا طُولًا And you're the most excellent and superior from amongst us. Showing the high station that they had within themselves for our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. Likewise, in this hadith, shows Jawaz itlaq al-sayyid ala Allah. That is, uh, shows the permissibility of saying al-sayyid, which is Lord, as it relates to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is mentioned in this hadith. The third benefit that we can take from this hadith, barakallahu feekum, is al-ghulu mutiyyatu shaytan. And that is that ghulu is the tricks and the way of shaytan in which he will use to deceive the Bani Adam. And in it shows the impermissibility of having ghulu, and that is exaggeration. And this is the journey where the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa emphasized to his companions with the intent of safeguarding the angle or the the issue of Tawheed. Safeguarding the issue of Tawheed. And that shows that ghulu, having ghulu and exaggeration leads to that that great sin and that is a shirk. And likewise, it shows that ghulu in general is uh, from the ways of shaitan, which is a refutation against the khawarij. It's a refutation against those who exaggerate in the religion, who transgress the bound. These are the boundaries of Allah to not transgress them. These people who transgress the bounds of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has laid forth for the maslaha, for the benefit, betterment of, of mankind, these people have exceeded this and this is exaggeration and it's not without no doubt, it's from the path of shaitan, the ghulu of the khawarij the ghulu of the takfiris, the ghulu of the Ahlul Bida, and more seriously, the ghulu of, of Ashab al-Qubur, the people who go to the graves and exaggerate as it relates to individuals, or the ghulu of the Sufiya, the exaggeration of the Sufis who uh, raise their, their, their shiokh uh, to stations above that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have legislated. They raised them up upon a station Allah did not give them sultan for. Allah did not give them authority for. Now, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was educated and doing giving tarbiyah to his companions. Don't let shaitan uh, get the better of you and then you get carried away. But now we see today these Sufis, they urge their murids, they urge their students to uh, exaggerate in their station, to give them more elevation. So much so, we, uh, there is a qissa, a story of one of the Sufis, in which the, his student 
uh, travelled in a far distance away from his sheikh. His sheikh was in a, in a country and he was in another place. And he travelled to that place, his student travelled to that place. And he said that he sought istighfar from his sheikh. And he said, I seek forgiveness for my sheikh. And then when he came back to his sheikh, he said to his sheikh that he sought forgiveness from, I sought forgiveness from you. And his sheikh said, if you did not do this, you would have been in the hellfire. Now, this is the way of the Sufis. This is them not caring about the janib of Tawheed. Whereas if that had occurred, the person of Tawheed, the person who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, and has veneration for the janib of Tawheed, he would immediately correct this uh, deviated individual who sought forgiveness for their sins from the creation. Now, the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is not his way. For verily he said to the Sahaba, La yastajriyannakum. A shaitan, don't let the shaitan get you carried away. And this is the uh, himaya that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he had as it relates to Tawheed. To protect Tawheed and to close the doors and avenues and paths to shirk. Now, Thumma dhakra al-shaykh rahimahullah ta'ala. Then he mentioned uh, Muhammad Abdul Wahab rahimahullah ta'ala and Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu anna nasan قالوا يا رسول الله يا خيرنا وابن خيرنا وسيدنا وابن سيدنا فقال يا هو الناس قولوا بقولكم ولا يستهوينكم الشيطان أنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله ما أحب أن ترفعوني فوق منزلتي التي أنزلني الله عز وجل. and here Sheikh Islam Muhammad Wahab rahimahullah taala he brings the second narration to show how the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam safeguarded the uh, the affair of a tawheed and closed the avenues of shirk. he mentioned the hadith uh, and that hadith is on Anas radiyallahu and who, where he said that that some people said, O Messenger of Allah, uh, O the best amongst us and the son of the best of us. You are our master, Lord, and also the son of our master. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, O people, say what you have to qulu biqawlikum. Say what you have to say. Do not allow the shaitan to fascinate you. Do not allow the shaitan to fascinate you. Wala yastahwiyannakum shaitan. Do not allow the shaitan to fascinate you. I am Muhammad. Ana Muhammadun. I am Muhammadun. Abdullahi. I am the slave of Allah. Wa rasulihi. And he's met Rasuluhu and his messenger. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said he's a slave of Allah and his messenger, the messenger of Allah. He says that he does not like, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I do not like that you raise me above my station or my status. 
and that raised me above that status which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given and placed me and this hadith is in in the in the uh, nasai and others and it's bilisnad uh, that is jayid a sound good level in authenticity as it relates to the chain of this hadith similar to the first narration we mentioned in the bab this is also similar to that and the benefits that we can again add or take from this are quite a few the first benefit of the Ula is again showing the ihtiram of the Sahaba in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, showing the respect that the Sahaba had for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the reverence uh, they revered him, they, they respected him, Subhanahu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they respected him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and uh, loved him. Now, second benefit that we can take from this hadith is Tahrimul Ghulu, Ubayana Annahu Min Amil Shaytan. Again, uh, repetition. And that is, it shows in this hadith the impermissibility of ghulu, the impermissibility of exaggeration and transgressing the bounds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed. Tahrimul ghulu, tahrimul ghulu, wa bayanu anna annahu min amil shaytan. And clarifying that this exaggeration and transgression of bounds is from the acts of shaytan. As the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, well as tahwiyannakum shaytan. Don't let shaytan fascinate you. Don't let him you do talbis, deceive you. Don't let him allow you to get carried away so that you fall into ghulu. So then you fall into ghulu and that is transgressing the boundaries that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed for the maslaha and the benefit and betterment of man. Of his creation subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third benefit that we can take from this hadith is the manzila of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The station that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has given the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The status that Allah has given. And that is from the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ana Muhammadun Abdullahi wa Rasuluhu. I am Muhammad. And he has the sifa of being Muhammad. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given high station. And that station is above the station of the rest of the messengers and above the station of the rest of the prophets and above the station of all of creation. He is Muhammad, the one that is, the one that is uh, uh, spoken and given the maqam uh, al-Mahmud sallallahu alayhi and also he is Abdullah. So therefore he is Abdullah. If Allah is given a station, but that station does not go above him being a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Him being a slave of Allah. He, that is the status of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is from the Ibadullah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya yuhan nasu abudu rabbakum. O mankind worship your Lord. In that which is included is the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who are Umiru Bil Ibadah. He's been Umira Bil Ibadah, he's been commanded to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. That is the status of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wama Khalaqtul Jinnu al Inz illa liabudun. Have not created mankind and jinn except to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Anyuahiduni. 
to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone with Tawheed. This is including Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because he's Abdullah. He is Abdullah. He is a slave of Allah. And this is the Sharaf. And this is a, a lofty station that one is a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is better than the other worshippers of Allah in that he is Rasulullah. He is the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Kama qala subhana fi kitabihi al-aziz wal-najmi idha hawa ma dalla sahibukum wa ma gawa wa ma yantiku anil hawa in huwa illa wahi yuha where the messenger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said that he does not speak from his desires for verily it is a revelation revealed to him he doesn't speak from his desires but rather it is a revelation revealed to him he is Rasulullah he received the revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is what makes him better and from the best the best of he is the best of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation but he's Abdullah but he's still the slave of Allah so therefore in this statement ana muhammadun abdullah wa rasuluhu i am the uh, muhammad the slave of allah and his messenger this is barakallahu the status of the messenger and in this statement which is point number 4 is the refutation against the yahud is a refutation against the yahud and the nasara is a refutation against the Jews and the Christians in that the Messenger وسلم, said, I am his messenger, in that he is the messenger of Allah. And this is what uh, the Christians and the Jews disbelieved in. And it's a refutation against the Sufis and the Quburiyun and the Brelawis and, uh, and those uh, who worship and make dua to the Messenger وسلم, in that the Messenger says, Abdullah. Abdullah, I am the slave of Allah. So it's a refutation against those Sufis and those who raised the Messenger وسلم, above the station of Ubudiyya in that they start directing ibadah to him وسلم, and he وسلم, was one who safeguarded the, the, the affair of Tawheed and that's why he says, Ana Muhammadun Abdullah, I am Muhammad, uh, the slave of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with that we finished chapter 66 as it relates to uh, this uh, Kitab al-Tawheed. And that is that we do not raise the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fawqa manzilatihi. We do not raise him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam above his station of being the slave of Allah and the Messenger of Allah because that leads to ghulu. Because that lead, that is ghulu that is transgressing the bounds and Allah has laid the bounds that his status sallallahu alayhi wasallam is of that of a slave and a messenger and transgressing this bounds is al-ghulu is uh, exaggeration alladhi yuaddi ila shirk that leads to associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now we now move on to the final chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed. Chapter 67 of Kitab al-Tawheed, 
ونسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يوفقنا لأن نستفيد من هذه الدروس We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us benefit from these lessons and benefit, continue benefiting from the books of Tawheed. In this here chapter, chapter 67, Qala al-Imam rahimahullah ta'ala, Babu qawlillahi ta'ala, Wa ma qadrullaha haqqa qadrihi wal ardu jami'an qabadathu yawm al-qiyamah. Wa... The message of Allah subhanahu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He said وَمَا قَدُرُ اللَّهِ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ They had made not a just estimate of Allah وَالْأَرْضُ جَمِيعًا قَبَضَتْهُ قَبَضَتْهُ When the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said And on the uh, day of uh, resurrection the whole of the earth will be grasped by his hand, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The whole of the earth will be grasped by his hand, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qabdatuhu yawm al-qiyamah. And he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, mentioned in, in this verse uh, an important affair. And this is the chapter which uh, Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad Abdul Hab, rahimahullah ta'ala, has mentioned in order to establish uh, the affair of Tawheed in this final chapter. He, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said that the mushrikun, the polytheists, they did not magnify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which he deserves, subhanahu And that is by them worshipping other than him. And they worshipped other than Allah with Allah. And He is Al Malik Likulli Shaykh, Wal Qadiru Ala Kulli Shaykh. He's the one who possesses the dominions, He possesses all things. It's under His Mulk, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And He's able to do all things, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And from those affairs, that he's able to do, uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is, وَالْأَرْضْ جَمِيعًا قَبْضَتُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And that is that he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, on the day of judgment, he will grasp by his hands the earth and the heavens, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that shows that his high station in the qudra, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore he is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone. So in this here chapter heading that Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad al-Duhab, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions, is evidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone. That everything in the heavens and the earth is under his milk. It's under his possession, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is able to do all things. So so for this, he deserves to be worshipped alone. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad al-Duhab, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned the hadith of Abdullah ibn Masood, radiyallahu an, qala ja'a 
حبوا من الأحبار إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا محمد ويا محمد إنا نجد أن الله يجعل السماوات على إسبع والأرضين على إسبع والشجر على إسبع والماء على إسبع والثرى على إسبع وصائل الخلق على إسبع فيقول أنا الملك فضحك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حتى بدت نواجذه تصديقا لقول الحبر ثم قرأ وما قدر الله حق قدره والأرض جميعا قبضته يوم القيامة الآية وفي رواية لمسلم والجبال والشجر على إسبع ثم يهزهن فيقول أنا الملك أنا الله وفي رواية للبخاري ويجعل السماوات على إسبع والماء والثرى على إسبع وسائل الخلق على إسبع أخرجاه يعني أخرجاه أو أخرجه البخاري ومسلم And then Shaykh al-Islam rahmahullah he mentioned <coughs> the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'udin radiyallahu anhu and that is that uh, a rabbi Habr uh, min uh, al-Ahbar a rabbi he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said oh messenger we learned that Allah will put all the heavens on one finger and the earths on one finger and the trees on one finger and the water and dust on one finger and all the other created be- beings on one finger then he will say I am the king and al-malk thereupon the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam smiled so that his molar teeth became visible sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that was his sallallahu alayhi wa sallam affirming that which the rabbi he mentioned then the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited وَمَا قَدُرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ and they may not a just estimate they didn't hold it a fair estimate of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that which is due to him and the day of the resurrection the whole of the earth will be grasped by his hand and likewise in the statement of uh, uh, a narration in Sahih Muslim where the, the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the mountains and the trees on one finger then he will shake them while saying an al-malik I am Allah I am the king I am Allah wal-jibal wal-shajar al-isba' ثُمَّ يَهُزُّهُنْ فَيَقُولْ عَنَ الْمَلِكُ عَنَ اللَّهِ And also in the Sahih Bukhari version is mentioned وَيَجَعَلُ السَّمَوَاتِ عَلَى الْإِسْبَعِينَ وَالْمَاءَ وَالثَّرَ عَلَى الْإِسْبَعِينَ وَصَائِلِ الْخَلِكِ عَلَى الْإِسْبَعِينَ Now, that is that in, the, in another narration in Sahih Bukhari Allah will put the heavens on one finger and the water and the dust on one finger and the rest of the creation on one finger SubhanAllah And in the Sahih Muslim SubhanAllah uh, there are uh, there is another narration that in bi'ithni Allah ta'ala the uh, imam the imam rahimahullah ta'ala he mentions and this is uh, as we mentioned sorry uh, it's in Bukhari and Muslim not just Bukhari it's in Bukhari and Muslim now regarding these uh, narrations that we mention here uh, Ibn Mas'ud all of them from the narrations of Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala which are in Sahih Muslim individually and Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari individually and in both of them 
as we mentioned at the end of the reciting of this hadith. Ibn Usud Yukhbiruna radiyallahu anhu that an individual from the Jews, a rabbi from the Jews, that he came to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and saying that in their books, yani, that they have found that Allah on the Day of Judgment will make the the samawat in one finger and the earth in one finger and the trees in one finger and the dust in one finger and water in one finger and all of the creation in one finger Naam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show his qudra, some of his qudra subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. And then he will say that he is the king and he is Allah. And this shows the kamal tasarrafihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, uh, so subhanahu wa ta'ala, sorry. That he subhanahu wa ta'ala, kamal tasarrafihi subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, not the messenger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show that he's the one who has perfect perfect disposition of the affairs. He disposes of the affairs, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Regarding this, uh, after this general summary of the narrations, there are some benefits that we can take. And that is, اتفاق اليهودية والإسلام في إثبات الأصابع لله عز وجل. And that is that the Jews and the, agree with... Uh, uh, the Muslims in affirming that Allah has fingers that Allah has fingers and this is something which the Yehud are better than the Jahmiyyah in regard which is why the Kufr of the Jahmiyyah and, and, the, and the likes is worse than the Kufr of the Yehud now the Jahmiyyah negate all of Allah's attributes and one can say at least the Yehud they affirm the fingers which shows that they have better aqidah than the aqidah of the Jahmiyyah. The second benefit that we can take from uh, this, and also we say, Barakallahu Fikum, that Allah has fingers which is befitting to His Majesty, Laysa Kamithlihi Shaykh, who was Samir Basir. There is none that is comparable to Him, but He is all hearing, all seeing. There is none that is comparable to Him or comparable to Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we affirm. All of that which he affirms for himself and that which is affirmed in the sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and from that is this verse Wama Qadrullahu Hakka Qadri and also uh, this hadith of Abdullah ibn Masud radiyallahu an. The second benefit that we can take from this uh, uh, hadith is the high station and qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third benefit that we can take from this hadith is uh, that a dahik smiling or light laughing is not considered bad manners. It's not considered bad manners. As the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he chuckled or he smiled dahkan in order to uh, affirm and confirm that which the Yahud he came with. Al Fa'idatul Rabia wujubu qawl al Haq mahma kana mustaruhu, and that is that if they agree with us in that the the Yahud with their kufr and with their disbelief and disbelief in the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and their disbelief in aspects of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if they say that yes we believe in uh, that Allah has fingers we say yes that is true we affirm it because it's our aqidah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fingers and that which is befitting to his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala now 
We don't negate it just so we can oppose the Yahud. La, this is from our Aqeedah. This is from our Aqeedah. Now, and in this uh, hadith also is affirming two names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is Al-Malik and that is Allah is the King and the uh, the possessor of the dominion subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also the name Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his name, his name is Allah, and this is two sifat, or two main sifat that are extrapolated from uh, these two names, and that is al-mulk, and that is the, the sifat of of possession, and also al-uluhiya, and the sifat of Allah, subvert the sifat of servitude that He, Allah, is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone. And then, after that, uh, Shaykh al-Islam. He mentioned the hadith in Sahih Muslim and uh, and Ibn Umar radiyallahu ta'ala Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu ta'ala marfu'an and he uh, attributed to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yatwi Allah as-samawati yawm al-qiyamah yatwi Allah as-samawati yawm al-qiyamah thumma ya'khudhuhu nabiyadihi al-yumna thumma ya'qul أنا الملك أين الجبارون أين المتكبرون ثم يطوي العرضين السبع ثم يأخذه النبي شماله ثم يقول أنا الملك أين الجبارون أين المتكبرون أنا ملك أين الجبارون أين المتكبرون and that is that Allah uh, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud also Abdullah ibn Abbas رضي الله and in a hadith of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that Allah will yatwi Allah samawati yawm al Allah will, will gather and roll up the heavens uh, uh, and uh, up on the day of resurrection. Thumma ya'khudhu nabiyyadihi al-yum. And then he take them in his right hand. Thumma ya'qul. And then he will say, Ana al-Malik, I am the king. Ain al-Jabbarun, where are the tyrants and those arrogant ones? Ain al-Mutakabbirun. Where are the arrogant ones? Huh? Where are they this day? Yani, on the day of resurrection. And then he would then roll up the seven heavens. The seven heavens. And then he takes it in his left and then he'll say, I am the king. Where are the tyrants? Where are the arrogant ones? Where are... The arrogant ones. So in this hadith, uh, in Sahih Muslim, and Abdullah ibn Umar anhu, we can take some benefits. The first benefit is battle and Allah and Allah yadain haqiqatain. And in this uh, uh, hadith, it shows that Allah subhanahu wa taala has two hands. That Allah subhanahu wa taala has two hands. And the second benefit that we can take from this, this uh, hadith is to sifat al qawlillah And that is that we affirm that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks Naam Ala wajhi yaliqu bi jalalihi sallallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala And that is that uh, He subhanahu wa ta'ala He has the attribute of speech In that which is befitting to his majesty Naam Where in this hadith the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said that Allah Azza wa Jal, Yaqul, Anal Maliku, 
Ainal Jabbarun. I am the king. Yaqul, he says, which is a proof that he speaks, which is from the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah to Al Jama'ah in affirming the Sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al Kalam wal Qawl that he speaks subhanahu wa ta'ala and affirming the attributes of speech. Now and uh, also in this hadith is affirming the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Malik which uh, is the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of having possession and he subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses the whole dominions, disposes of your affairs how he wills subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in this hadith it shows the lofty station of Allah and if he subhanahu wa ta'ala yatwillah as-samawati yawm al-qiyamah that he is the one who rolls up the the heavens on the day of 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 uh, the day of uh, uh, resurrection thumma yatwil ardini as-sab' and he rolls the seven heaven seven uh, earths subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the state of, this is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore he is the one that deserves to be worshiped alone he is the one that tawhid should be established for upon he is the one that should be worshipped without any partners. La ilaha illahu. There's none that deserves to be worshipped except him in reality, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this should be sufficient for the one who fears Allah and fears the last day. That in this dunya he, 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 he or she uh, worships Allah. Mukhrisan lahu deen. Wa ma umiru illa liyabdullaha mukhrisina lahu deen. They have not been commanded except to worship Allah sincerely for his religion. Free from shirk. Free from any type of shirk. Na'am. The one who fears Allah and fears that last day. That day when Allah will roll the, the heavens. Uh, and gather up the heavens. Uh, and then roll the seven earths. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. One has to reflect upon that day. And if one reflects upon that day with honesty, sidq and ikhlas, it should increase them in their ibadah, increase them in worship in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and establishing a tawheed. And establishing a tawheed. And then after that, uh, there is a riwayah on Ibn Abbasin, radiyallahu anhu, qal, na'am, radiyallahu anhu ma qal, masamawatu as-sab'u wal-ardun, السَّبْءُ فِي كَفِّ الرَّحْمَانِ إِلَّا كَالْخَرْضَ لِنْتِنْ فِي يَدِي أَحْدِكُمْ And that is uh, the narration of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud where he said uh, sorry, Abdullah ibn Abbas رضي الله عنه in which he said مَسَّمَوَاتُ السَّبْءُ وَالْأَرْضُونَ السَّبْءُ فِي كَفِّ الرَّحْمَانِ He said that the seven heavens and the seven earths will be small in Allah's hands إِلَّا Except it's just like the seed of a, a mustard, you know, the mustard seed for Except it's going to be like a mustard in the uh, hands of one of you. And this shows the uh, statement of Abdullah ibn Abbas, shows the magnitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it shows the aqidah of uh, Abdullah ibn Abbas, and that, that Abdullah ibn Abbas. Uh, affirms that Allah has uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has hands that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has hands and this is from the aqeed of Abdullah ibn Abbas and likewise the aqeed of the people of the sunnah the people of the sunnah the people who follow 
the way of the Salaf. And this is a proof of the Aqeedah of one of the Salaf specifically, and that is Abdullah ibn Abbasin radiallahu anhuma. And fundamentally in this statement it shows the uh, veneration of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and the magnitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore he is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone. La sharika lahu. And then uh, uh, Sheikh al mentions another athar uh, and that is and uh, Ibn Jarir rahimahullah ta'ala said barakallahu fikum na'am na'am and Ibn Jarir rahimahullah ta'ala he said hadathani Yunus qala akhbarana Ibn Wahab qala Ibn Zaid hadathani Abi قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما السماوات سبع في الكرسي إلا كدراهم سبعة ألقيت في ترس ألقيت في ترس and he said uh, Ibn Jarir he said that I was told by Yunus who was informed by Ibn Wahab uh, that Ibn Zaid said my father told me that Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he said, seven heavens are as small as seven dirhams molded in a warrior's shield in comparison to the kursi. In comparison to the kursi, and the footstool of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the kursi. So here again showing the magnitude of uh, the seven heavens and the magnitude of that. Uh, sorry, the, the, the magnitude of the seven heavens, and this is the seven heavens that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will roll, and this is the seven heavens that Allah possesses in his, possesses in his dominion, so therefore he is the one subhanahu wa ta'ala that deserves to be worshipped alone, and the kursi is part of Allah's dominion, subhanahu wa ta'ala, so therefore he is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone, and, in, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a hath and encouraging the ibad and the slaves, to value Allah in in that which he deserves subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawheed and la ilaha illallah and establishing that there's none that deserves to be worshipped except him subhanahu wa ta'ala and then after that uh, Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad Wahab mentioned qala wa qala Abu Dhar and that Abu Dhar al-Ghafari radiyallahu anhu qala sameetu rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul and that is the statement of uh, Abu Dhar. Again, this is mentioned in the, 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 the Tafsir al-Tabari by Ibn Jarir. And uh, Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad al-Wahhab mentions this. And that is that Abu Dhar, radiyallahu al-Ghafari, he said that he heard the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that the curse the kursi and the footstool compared to the arsh the throne is nothing but like a ring of iron thrown in a vast field it's nothing but a ring of iron thrown in the vast field showing the the, the uh, magnitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that, that all of that is part of his dominion and it's easy for him subhanahu wa ta'ala as the heavens and the earth Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will roll and therefore he subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone so how can one worship other than the one who possesses all of this in his dominion how can one worship other than him subhanahu wa ta'ala how can one associate partners with Ar-Rahman Al-Malk subhanahu wa ta'ala Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then after that, uh, 
بارك الله فيكم شيخ الإسلام محمد عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى he mentioned uh, and and before that actually uh, in this hadith is ثبات الكرسي أو العرش لله عز وجل and that is that in this hadith uh, it mentions the affirmation of the the the, the footstool and also the arsh the throne of Allah subhanahu wa taala نعم and all of them are from the creation and all of them are from the creation and this shows the إذمتي the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that such huge creation is in his dominion in his possession subhanahu wa ta'ala so how can we worship other than him how can we direct any type of ibadah to anyone but him subhanahu wa ta'ala after that Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad al-Duhab ta'ala he mentions the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'udin radiyallahu an the author of Abdullah ibn Mas'udin حيث قال قال بين السماء الدنيا والتي تليها خمس مئة عام وبين كل سماء وسماء خمس مئة عام وبين السماء السابعة والكرسي خمس مئة عام وبين الكرسي والماء خمس مئة عام والأرش فوق الماء والله فوق الأرش لا يخفى عليه شيء من أعمالكم نعم and uh, in this narration Abdullah ibn Mas'ud ibn Mas'ud Abdullah ibn Mas'ud رضي الله عن he said that the distance between the first and second heaven is that of five يعني خمسمائة عام and that is five hundred years and between each of the seven heavens is also 500 years. And the distance between sev- the seventh heaven to the kursi uh, is also 500 years. And the distance between the kursi and, and, and al-ma, the water, is again 500 years. And the arsh is above the water. And Allah Azawajal, is above the throne. And nothing is hidden to Allah of your deeds. Subhanallah. In this Athar, which is uh, from the statement of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, and it's from the affairs of the unseen, so therefore it has the ruling of being from the hadith of the Messenger. And also, Al Dhahabi, he mentions this in Al Ghulu, or sorry, Al Ulu, he mentions this in Al Ulu. Naam, he mentions this in Al-Ulu, which is in his book called Al-Ulu Li Ali Al-Ghaffar. The Ulu, yani establishing that Allah, the Most High and the Most Forgiving is above. Ali Al-Ghaffar. Naam, here in this uh, narration of Abdullah ibn Mas'udin radiyallahu an, he said, uh, describing the magnitude of the Barakalafikum, the Sama, the heavens, the, the magnitude of the Kursi, the magnitude of the Arsh. He mentions all of these creation from the creation these creations from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show Idhamatillah the high 
magnitude and might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore he subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone. He subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that Tawheed should be established for. Naam. And it is obligatory to establish that. And also in this uh, Athar of Abdullah ibn Mas'udin, radiyallahu an, he mentions, barakallahu uh, feekum, he mentions that um, uh, he affirms the Kursi, he affirms the Arsh, and he affirms, barakallahu feekum, that these are from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that here shows the Aqeedah of the Sahaba, here Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, in that he's affirming this, and in that he is affirming the Ulu of Allah, where he says, Wallahu fawqal arsh, Allah is above the throne, which is the Aqeedah of Ahl al-Sunnati wal-Jama'ah, which is the Aqeedah of Al-Ulu, which is why Al-Zahabi, rahmullah, he mentions this in his Al-Ulu, the Ali al-Ghaffar, in his book Al-Ulu, which is showing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above. This is the Aqeedah of Ahl al-Sunnah. This is the Aqeedah, this is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in his Kitab. Amen to man fi sama. Do you feel safe from the one who is above the heavens? And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned this in his Sunnah, in the Hadith of, ja- of the Jariyah, the slave girl, where he says, Ain Allah sa'alaha sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ain Allah, he asked her, where's Allah? And she said, fi sama. Woman, Anna, and who am I? And I, Rasulullah, you're the messenger of Allah. And then the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, A'tiqha fa'innaha mu'mina. Free her, because verily, she is a believer. So she is a believer due to her having iman in the ulu of Allah. She is a believer due to her having iman that Allah is above. So all of this, the creation of the kursi, the magnet, the size of the kursi, the size of the arsh, the heavens and the earth, and Allah's ulu, all of this is adillah and proof that Allah is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone without any partners. That Allah is the one that deserves to be worshipped and should be worshipped and one must worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone without any partners. For verily he, as Abdullah, Abdullah ibn Mas'udin, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, لَا يَخْفَ عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٌ مِنْ أَعْمَالِكُمْ That even after mentioning the ulu of Allah, the Allah being above, that none of your actions are hidden from him, subhanahu ta'ala. And this is showing the kamal, perfection of the sifat of Allah, the perfection of the sifat and the, the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the attributes of seeing, innahu sami'ul basir, the attributes of hearing and seeing, the attribute of having ilm, perfect ilm, nothing is hidden from him subhanahu wa ta'ala, which leads us to have more watchfulness, as relates to Allah, to have muraqabah, to have watchfulness as relates to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our deeds, in that which we say, 
Nothing from him, your actions are hidden from him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is Tawheed. Which is why Tawheed softens the heart, ya ikhwah. If one reflects on the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah, it is the blessing of Allah and the favors of Allah to the creation that He has revealed to us these sifat and these attributes of His subhanahu, the perfect attributes, beautiful attributes. And that incre- in that it will increase us in the, lo- in the love of Allah and increase us in establishing tawheed in our hearts, in our tongues, in our limbs, our aqidah, and also calling to this tawheed. Making this call to tawheed be the main da'wah, the main call of our call calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wahdahu la sharika lah all of this ya ikhwatil kiram we benefit from this hadith this athar of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud naam and therefore it shows that one should give Allah the value that he deserves subhanahu wa ta'ala wama qadrullaha haqqa qadri those who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are being unjust. Those who worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are being unjust. Those who worship others with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are being unjust. Those who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, wahdahu, la sharika lahu, are the people of Tawheed. Are the people of Tawheed. Ya yul nas wabudu rabbakum. O oh, mankind, worship your Lord. This is amazing athar from Abdullah ibn Mas'udin radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. And then we have the final athar that is mentioned in Kitab al-Tawheed. And that is an Al-Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib. Yani the father of Ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Al-Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم هتدرون كم بين السماء والأرض قلنا الله ورسوله أعلم قال بينهما مسيرة خمسمائة سنة ومن كل السماء إلى السماء مسيرة مسيرة خمسمائة سنة أدني سيد صلى الله عليه وسلم و كثف كل سماء مسيرة خمسمائة سنة وبين السماء السابعة والأرش بحر بين أسفله وأعلاه كما بين السماء والأرض والله سبحانه وتعالى فوق ذلك وليس يخفى عليه شيء من أعمال بني آدم أخرج أخرجه أبو داود وغيره and in this final narration of Al-Abbas radiyallahu an, who is the uncle of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the father of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma, 
He says, Atadruna, he said that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Atadruna, Hal Tadruna Kambayna Samai Wallah. Do you know how much is the distance between the earth and the heaven? And we said, Qulna Yani the Sahaba, Radiyallahu Anhum, we said, Allahu wa Rasuluhu A'lamu, that Allah and His Messenger know best. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Baynahum masiratul khamsamiyati sana. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that the distance between them, yani between the earth and the heaven, is 500 years, ikhwah. And the distance between one heaven to the next heaven is 500 years, ya ikhwah. And the, dim- the dimension of each heaven will take 500 years to travel. Will take 500 years to travel. And then he says, And he goes that there is a sea between the seventh heaven and the, th- and the throne. And between the seventh heaven and the throne, which has between its lowest and highest ends, the distance like that is between that which is between the heavens. And the earth, yani 500 years. And then he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Wallahu Ta'ala Fawqa Thalika, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is above all of that. Walaysa Yakhfa Alayhi Shay'u Mina Amali Bani Adam. Allah is above all that, and nothing is hidden from Him from the actions and the deeds of the children of Adam. So in this uh, hadith of Al-Abbas, Ibn Abdul Muttalib, there is many benefits that we can take. And the first benefit that we can take is the Ithbat al-Musafat al-Mathkura fil-Hadith, and he's the 500 years between the heavens and the earth and so forth, and that which is and the distance between each of uh, the heavens. This uh, is mentioned in this hadith, and it affirms it here. And the second benefit that we can uh, benefit from this, uh, the heavens are separated. The heavens are separated from each other and because of the distance, as is mentioned in this hadith. And the third benefit that we can take from this hadith now is, uh, is the clarification of the water and the bahar. And affirming this is from our aqidah. And likewise, in from this hadith that we can benefit from this hadith is ithbat sifatul ululillah, and that is affirming that Allah subhanahu wa taala is above. That Allah subhanahu wa taala is above, affirming the sifatul ulu, as is mentioned in the previous athar and narrations in this amazing chapter, uh, concluding chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed. And subhanallah ya ikhwatil kiram. The final benefit that I'm going to mention. Taken from this hadith, ya ikhwati, is ihatatu ilmillahi bi kulli shay. And that is that the knowledge of Allah encompasses all things. The knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses all things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all that we do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all that we say. And this is the kamal of the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he's ulu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has his ulu. That he is above subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he has ilm of everything. 
He has the knowledge of all things, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, it's befitting that this is the conclusion of Kitab al-Tawheed. As this should remind us that all of that which we've studied from the various chapters, from the beginning to this chapter here, is for us to increase in the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to increase in obedience to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala and to reflect on His names and His attributes, His perfect names and His attributes. And in that, increase in ikhlas, increase in sincerity. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَيْسَ يَخْفِ عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٌ مِنَ عَمَالِ مِنَ عَدَمٍ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَا يَخْفَ عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٌ مِنَ عَمَالِكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing is hidden from him from our actions or from the actions of the children of Adam. So therefore, the one who is akhil would race to do all things for him subhanahu wa ta'ala and worship him alone without any partners, without any partners and to follow his commands and follow his commands and stay away from his prohibitions and from the commands is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أَطِيُّ اللَّهَ وَأَطِيُّ الرَّسُولِ and that is to obey Allah and to obey the messenger so following the sunnah is what we should benefit also from this in that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching all our deeds all our actions Allah is watching Allah subhanahu wa is watching our actions is it our actions from the sunnah or is it from the bidah our actions from tawheed and establishing tawheed or is it our action from a uh, uh, shirk is it from our actions from uh, obedience or is it from disobedience Allah is watching all of this so it's upon us to benefit from these chapters revise these chapters and act upon these chapters because verily this kitab is azim this book kitab al-tawheed is azim in that it deals with all aspects of ibadah it deals with all aspects of ibadah in its totality and we ask, and that is a Tawheed. And that is that all aspects of Ibadah is connected to Tawheed. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy on Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, rahimahullah ta'ala. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy on the imma, the ulama of the sunnah that have died from the likes of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and Shaykh al-Islam ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah and the likes of Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih al who we've used many of his explanations as relates to this hadith or this uh, book. And likewise, Sheikh uh, Abdul Aziz ibn Abbas, rahimahullah ta'ala, and the benefits that we've taken from his explanation of Kitab al-Tawheed. And likewise, as Sheikh Ahmed al-Najmi, rahimahullah ta'ala, and the benefits that we have taken from his explanation of Tawheed. And also, Nasallah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Yarham Sheikh Zaid uh, al-Madkhali, rahimahullah, from, and reward him 
and reward all of our imma from the benefits that we've taken from their explanations of Kitab al-Tawheed because verily all we're doing is reading and we're taking as much as we can so we take these benefits from the scholars of the sunnah and we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy on those that have passed and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserves and yahfad the ones that are lahya, the ones that are alive from the likes of Shaykh Rabir, Ibn Hadi, Shaykh Saleh, Fawzan, Shaykh Ubaid and other than them from the ulama of the sunnah so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon them and to give us the tawfiq to be upon that which these people were upon in the tamasuk with sunnah and tamasuk with manhaj salafi wa sallallahu wa sallama wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa akhi da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen